Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM, welcoming you to episode 77 of What the Dice. I know you guys have been joining us on Twitter and downloading episodes because every time I do an update to put more episodes into our Podbean, I see those numbers just to climb, climb, climb it away. And I am super appreciative, and I absolutely mean it. I could not have gotten this far without you guys. I know you guys know about our merch shop, but don't forget if you head over to our website, whatthedice.weebly.com, we've got links to all of our streaming platforms in case you want to find a new one, our website, our Twitter, our everything, but our merch shop as well. So go snag yourself some really cool t-shirts. Nightland and myself have all sorts of stuff. We got t-shirts and we got stickers and a couple other things. So I hope you guys definitely go check that out because I know Nightland has been burning the midnight oil to get you some of the coolest stuff she can come up with. So, past that, and past another big thank you for everything you guys have done, even if it is just sitting down once a week and listening to a new episode. I super, super, super appreciate it. Now, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to go back in my little GM corner and get this episode started. Sit back, my friends, and enjoy. As we sit on the beachside and watch the waves roll in slowly, we can hear the fire in the campsite just nearby. The old storyteller walks up to us, placing his hand on our shoulder. Well, me friend. It seems as if the adventurers are up in the sea of clouds. And, unfortunately, they must deal with this strange murder. The murder now has a taint on their perfect record. And it is up to our adventuring friends to figure out who done it. Well, Clyde is aptly interrogating the entire crew as Kalila goes about trying to figure out when she awoke from her strange dream to get some kind of timeline of when the poor captain met his demise. Well, sit back, me friends, and hear me tale. So, in the last episode, you guys had a chance to sit down with the crew and barraged them with all sorts of questions, took over an engineer's works area to find out that there was a strange powder that was found on the clipboard, which you have determined is flash powder. But there was also a strange, oily, grease-like substance. After discussing it with everyone, it seemed as if you had all figured out that the strange, grease-oily substance was possibly from a grease spell that did not fully burn away. You also had a chance to talk to the crew and you found out that not only was the first mate next up to take over, but Terry did deliver the captain food between 
11.30, 11.45, and midnight. The engineer only apparently sleeps three hours a day, and the navigator was fast asleep. So, who would like to go first in our murder mystery? Sure, I will. Okay. Unless anyone else wants to. No, Take it away. After everyone's been chattering about where everyone was and what they were doing, Defibius kind of looks... Has anyone been to the captain's room to see if anything of his personal effects are missing? No. None of us have left this room other than to go and talk to the droids at the bar. And apparently have breakfast. They're not droids. They're clockwork robots. They're not droids. Nothing gets, nothing gets done on an empty stomach. Eat. Be practical. So in other words, these literally are not the droids that we're looking for? Oh, son of a... <laughs> they aren't even droids! Done! <laughs> Dan literally walked away from his mic. I could hear his arms being thrown up in the air. <laughs> Alright. Alright, let me rephrase. None of us have left this room except to go talk to the clockwork... things. I'll accept it. Alright, alright. Who's coming with me to check the captain's quarters then? I'll go. All right, you're with me. Let's go. Uh, right. Terry, where are we going? Terry gives you a bow and escorts you up to the captain's quarters. As he takes you up to the sleeping quarters, he walks you down a hallway to a room with, on the door, a beautifully ornate gold nameplate sits adorned it, and it just says, captain's quarters Terry goes to open the door and the door is locked he goes one moment digging through his pockets he pulls out a small strange metal looking key slips it into a small hidden panel and the door slides open inside the room it is it is decorated as a high elf home would be nothing in there is anything less than gold the finest silks and the finest fragrance fill the room snazzy alright does everything look in order does anything look like it's been tossed around does it look like furniture has been moved perception check both of us are just sir both of you you're both searching 31 okay about to eat my dice. Nom nom nom. Apparently I'm overwhelmed by the gold. I rolled a two. So um <laughs> add to that the give me a fourteen. So Faye is distracted by how gaudy the room is. Defibulus looks past that and notices that there are two chairs sitting at what looks like maybe a desk. One looks like it was dragged over from, like, an eating area. You also notice that there is a quill sitting on a napkin with dried ink. But you do not see an inkwell anywhere. Hey, Terry. Yes, sir. Is the captain prone to having guests in his quarters? What the captain does on his off times, I don't believe I am too privy to. I do know that whenever we do make port at any elven city he does take it upon himself to excuse himself for several hours 
and then returns with a smile on his face. Uh, just judging by, aside from all the you know, heavy amount of gold in here, um, yeah, I would definitely say if you guys are suffering money trouble, you could sell a chair at this point. But anyway, um, someone was in here with him. I mean, quill with dried ink, chair pulled over. Someone was writing something here. Well, I did tell you that the Murdoch was for sale and that two of the merchant people that are trying to acquire it are here. They could have been here having a discussion on how much the captain would like for his share. The Fibrius will go check out the area where the whatever their writing was at. Okay. Is there anything particular you're looking for, or are you just doing a general search? General search to see if there's anything I missed at distance. All right, roll. 32. As you look around, you finally find the inkwell. It was left open, and the, dry, the ink has completely dried solid. You notice that the inkwell is made of solid crystal, and the feather, that is the quill, is actually not an actual feather. It is a piece of ornate silver with silk strands to make it look like a feather. What color is the silk? The silk is white. What type of knowledge check would it take to see how long it takes an inkwell to dry out? Mm. I mean, I think everybody here uses inks. We might all, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it would just be a general knowledge. So roll plus your intelligence. Yeah. 3020. It could take a couple hours for ink to dry, especially with an inkwell because it's deeper. Uh, it could probably take, you know, six to eight hours to dry fully, fully. And this one is solid. Like, you take, you could take it, your, a quill, push it in, and it is just a block of ink. Or dried ink. This thing has been open for about ten hours, then. So, since he left for his shift. Dephibius, mm, is there any um, other people that live on this deck that may see someone come and go from the captain's office? Room? Well, we did pass the first mate and the engineer's quarters. Behind the engineer and the first mate's quarters is your cabin. Uh, and then the rest of the people, guests, have cabins throughout this floor. This is our, our cat. This is where all of the sleeping quarters are at. What do you think, Bear? I think he needs to calm down in here and hire a decorator. Jesus. Well, yeah, I mean... Have you seen the quill here? This isn't an actual feather either. This thing is silver. That's not terribly uncommon. Um, I mean, I don't use them at work. Um, what? High, highly decorative quills? I mean, you could, pencils. I mean, you could sell this thing and make a pretty penny off of it. Or copper, actually. Besides from the uh, gaudy decorations, what else do you think? I think it looks like he had somebody over, signed some documents, or was writing something, and it's very unusual that he wouldn't have put the ink away, though. Yeah. yeah it, also, it doesn't strike me as a careless sort of man. Well, a good point. Fibulous is going to go about, about sno snooping through the room further. Harry is stands by the door and lets you snoop, because... You are the investigators, so, uh, Faye, are you going to be helping in the Snoopy Snoop? Yes. 
I need perceptions from both y'all. Snoop rolls. Glad I'm not there. 29. <laughs> not 20 on that. All right. I am over the gold. <laughs> she has accepted and come to terms with the gold. We will start with Defibulous. As you begin searching around, you find that there's a small satchel of gold underneath the man's pillow that contains 700 gold pieces. Digging through his closet, you see all of his clothing is of high grade and it all looks like a uniform. Some of them of different fabric types, but all look exactly the same. Bay, with your natural 20, as you begin digging around, you start to notice that on the table where they wrote down, wrote, usually someone would put some kind of protective paper underneath to soak up any spare ink. As you look close, you can see that it is the scratchings of maybe a contract. It seems as if whoever came in here to get signatures or talk to the captain has had him sign a contract. You see the resemblance of what looks like maybe a hundred thousand or maybe a thousand, hard to say, but you can't see of what. And then you see the captain's signature or remnants of signature in the ink that seems to have stained the wood just slightly. It's fun watching her think. Yeah, that, that's not unnerving, thanks. You're welcome. Okay, you said this is bled into the wood of the table? Yes, like, um, basically they, who, the ink in the quill was too much and it bled through the paper. So instead of putting like something down to catch the ink, they didn't. And it bled into the wood and stained the wood. You know, if like you write too hard with like loose ink, it kind of bleeds through. Yeah, well, I've been cleaning up after my partner for years. Took him a while. Interesting. Um, anything else around the table that would indicate... Uh, does he have a writing desk? No. It looks like he used maybe... This may have been more of like a reading desk. And so not really wide enough for like formal contracts. Like maybe something that would be good for short notes, but not... Not big enough to hold like an actual full contract. It'd be big enough to hold a small notepad, but you don't see any notepads or anything of the sort there. Can I go looking for some to see where he would have kept that kind of thing? Well, with that natural 20, you dig through his... You dig through a couple of drawers and you do find a few letters that haven't been mailed down, that are sealed, and you do find one small notepad, something that would be the equivalent of like a four, four inch by five inch notepad that seems to have been almost completely used up. So something that you would have known had holds, you know, maybe 50 pieces of paper. Looks like there's maybe 10 pieces left. Anything interesting in the impressions or ink splatters? It seems that this captain was definitely a heavy writer because you see a lot of words that overlay on the top though 
what seems to be a repetitive thing was my love, my dear, or something of that sort. So possibly love letters? But without actually taking the time to take charcoal to it, you wouldn't be able to see impressions clearly. Okay, I'll um, I'll take it with me because I've got charcoal in my things back in my okay. room. Would you guys like to do anything else in the captain's room? You find anything over there? Can I check his um, his head? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Old sailor, his bathroom. Okay, sorry, because when you because because I know the term, but uh. Defibulous just asked, did you find anything? And you literally just responded, I want to check his head. And I thought you were talking to Defibulous, like, basically saying, Defibulous, you're nuts. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was confused, too. No. I know the term <laughs> head. I'm, I'm going to tell Defibulous that I would like to check the captain's head, his bathroom. Wow. Mm, go for it. All I found was 700 gold under his pillow. Jesus. Uh, Defibulous, are you going to help search his bathroom? Yeah, I'll help search his bathroom. I need a perception check from both of you. Nat 20. Yeah. Okay. Let me guess, it's full of gold. I rolled a three. Well, it's not full of gold, but when you walk in, there's that overwhelming stench of flowery soaps and shampoos and personal care products. Poopery. <laughs> Defibulous. With the Nat 20, as you dig around, you do find something strange. You find a handkerchief of silver silk. It looks like someone had taken the time to remove the name threading on it. You know where you have your initials threaded in? Mm-hmm. Monogram. Thank you. Monogram. And you also know, notice that there is several colors of lipstick that have been stained into the beautiful silk. The Fibius will look at that and he's like, mm, I found something. I think we should take it to Kalila. Hang on a sec. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I can see what he's got. And I'm going to pull out the handkerchief that I used to wipe the captain's neck with. And I'm going to see if the colors match you see about four different smudges that are in that same coloring. They're a little less, like, vibrant, but they're in that, like, dark red. Probably the same manufacturer, then. Uh, can I get a int check? Because you are from the Undercity. Dirty 20. With the Dirty 20, you look at the red lipsticks, colors, the one that you wiped off the captain's neck seems to be of a, a better color. Like, it's a little bit more true color. The rest look like cheap reds, or as some in the Undercity would call it, harlot red. So it seems as if several of these lipsticks that were on this handkerchief would be in that harlot red category. Mm. Also... Defibulous, did you take that 700 gold? I do. I have it. Yeah, I'll have, it, have Defibulous take it just because he thought that was kind of odd to find 700 gold under a pillow. 
I think he's more meaning, are you pocketing it for your personal gain in hopes no one notices, or are you holding it for evidence to bring back down to people? Evidence. Alila and Def- uh, Clyde, would you guys like to do anything? I'm going to give those two a chance to mull all over those clues. Well, I'm actually going to state to um, everybody here that we are definitely going to have to um, interview every person that's on the ship. Alila agrees with that, actually. But it might not be the best to do a very formal investigation. So far, when I went above to, to go get Faye and come back down, no one knows what's going on. No one knows the captain is dead. The fe- first mate uh, chimes up going, yeah, that would be a bad thing. The Murdoch is for sale. If the captain is dead, we might lose the chance to sell the Murdoch. So we might have to play this more <sighs> looking at Clyde. I don't want to say it in a bad way, but we might need to keep a low profile and just talk to people first and get gossip to try and put some clues together first rather than just boldly going, where were you? Yes, uh, I understand that as well, but the more you do that, the more you give time for other people to talk to each other. Um, Like, say, everybody here goes interviews one person, and then when we try to go to visit interview another person two people talk and then you know their questions can be collaborated and the more you give people time to uh basically left to their own it's devices. the same edge sword i understand it gives them time to try and hide their tracks or cover it up or talk to whoever they need to but the second you pull somebody into a formal interview and they walk out they're gonna go tell their friend you can't shut everybody in their cabin and let them refuse to talk to each other. Why not? It. You, it's a murder investigation. Why can't we? We're not a militaristic. This is a luxury cruiser. And as they said, it would hurt their sales. They're trying uh, to run a business. This isn't the only reason why we're trying to investigate this is so we don't get held up at the port when we land for them to investigate us. Mm-hmm. Because we need the- to get to Godspell. I understand that, but this is a, a person's life. Uh, yes, I and mean, we also no have to the, the fate people. of the world and the bone god. Exactly. I mean, no offense to the people who are trying to buy this ship or sell it, but sales do not bother me. It's the life of the captain that has bothered me. So you want to lock everyone in their rooms? For a short period of time... And um, we could um, use a, a different um, reasoning. We don't have to. Um, so at least we don't have to admit that there was a murder, but at least investigate everybody where they were, is what you're saying. Yeah. So disguise it as a high theft of some sort instead? Uh that's quite possible we could um use that to our advantage we could also use the fact that um i did find a evil item on board like an actual evil item yes the onion i was there it was an evil onion 
but nonetheless it was an evil item on the board so that could be a use of um investigation as well all right so how are we going to enforce keeping everybody in the room there's no security guards um, or are we going to gather them up into a large area and just hope that they don't quietly whisper to one another? Um, I would say um, that we keep um, them or we tell everybody to go up onto the actual deck. The entertainment deck. The entertainment deck. And that way we have um, clockwork and other things to keep watch of people while initially we search everybody's room. Alright, so who's watching the people and making sure they don't talk? It can be divided. Um, Not necessarily that um, they don't specifically speak to each other because we won't be interviewing them yet. This is so we can search and then once we've searched everybody's room then we can isolate them each to the room and interview and um the layout of the murdoch um there's only they don't get to come back up deck they go to their room so they can gossip to one another afterwards after they've both been interviewed by both i mean each time they come down yeah because there's only like four hallways that's not too hard to notice somebody coming out of their room so you want to have somebody watching everybody above and at least seeing who they talk to and who they mingle to. Somebody questioning everybody one-on-one and then after the questioning, they're released to their room and they stay in their room. Uh, no, almost. So as soon as, you know, we announce, can we have everybody come up to the entertainment deck? Once that starts and we know everybody's up there, somebody starts um, searching rooms. And that's when an explanation um, starts happening of, you know, whatever story we decide and we try and, you know, draw it out for as long as we can. While then then we start to question people after we've searched everything. And then we um, explain to everybody that um, due to the protocols, we are going to be looking in each person's room and since everything that is dangerous should already be in the hold um nothing should be in anybody's cabin that would be contraband if there is that's a violation of law anyway um and then having everybody go to their individual room and the interviewing start room by room that way then they're isolated and then we've already searched the room and questioned them correct no, okay. we've only we've only searched the room. We haven't questioned them. We're only going to question them once they're in their room, so we can go walk into the room and then question them, and then walk out of the room, and go to somebody else. I think you should just have. Honestly, I think you're making it slightly too complicated. Search the pull everybody up. Search all their rooms. Question them one at a time. Send them to their rooms afterwards, instead of walking to them to their room and questioning them in their room because then they can't come back up and they're in their room that we've already searched. Exactly. If we can find them in the room, then whatever's on their person as well is in their room as well. If we question them upstairs, you know, then we have to Well, I'm saying we make a designated questioning room and then send them, which can be our room because it's, it's available. 
and then you send them to their room, they stay in their room. So they can't leave. They can't come back up and talk to anybody. I'm just saying don't do it in their room. Just no, have I still think it should one. be done in their room because then they are comfortable in there. And if somebody walks around, you'll be able to tell possibly by their eyes, you know, if we're getting close to something, that kind of thing. Well, if everybody's up deck, there shouldn't be anybody downstairs until after we've questioned them. The order of no, operations. No, I, I still think we need to question them in their own room. Whatever, you can run that part then. But I'm just saying bring them down one at a time from upstairs. The only people who are going to be downstairs at that point are people you have already questioned. The first mate actually chimes in. He goes, um, they're, the only contraband that's not allowed on the Murdoch is weapons. Yes, we're aware of that drugs, alcohol, things of that nature, because we go through so many kingdoms, we can't abide by everyone's law. We have it to where this is a... We're not really looking for contraband. We're looking for what murdered the captain. So we're not going to care what it is if they have anything. I... Though I can guarantee that I can help you search rooms... You will have to have the room tenant with you, as well as one of the crew, to make sure that, and I'm not saying you will, that nothing comes up stolen. I think that's smart. Because that way we also have the keys to get into rooms and anything that is potentially locked. Right. I would suggest taking Terry, because he is of non-operation necessity. I was going to suggest that too. Uh, he also explains, you know, they. This is still a luxury liner. We still have to allow them some freedoms to do what they wish. But they, while they're at least upstairs, they're not allowed to go downstairs because of the investigation. I can accept that during the investigation times, but nighttime we do wish that we allow them to return to their rooms to. Relax. I believe the idea is that we'll be done by then. He goes, I I have seen investigations on other ships I've worked on last a lot longer, but I hope this won't take too, too long. What do you say, Clyde? Can you agree to two witnesses with you? Uh, I agree to that. We should um, search their rooms first with them in it and then move on to everybody else. I think I, I think what you're getting at is that you want to rule out the witnesses first, search their rooms and interview them first, and then have them go with you so that they're already done while you're working on the rest of the passengers. Correct. We'll use her. She speaks me. <laughs> so as Clyde and Kalila discuss this, do you guys want to move on and move up back up to the casino deck or you still have things you want to do in the cockpit they're not in the cockpit Lila and Clyde oh I was waiting for them to come back down to us okay the uh, fibulous and Faye is there anything else you want to do in the captain's room quick peek under the bed and then out of there reception check 24 With a 24, you find another satchel of gold. This one is another 750 gold. You also find several letters that are 
strong and different perfumes, all in different handwritings, but all seem feminine in nature. Oh, Captain. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take these with me to peruse later, and I'll, I'll let our escort know that I got them. Uh, checking through. Terry just gives you an odd look as you pull out a collection of letters and just gives the nod of, well, he's a dead man and he can't take it with him, so if it helps with the investigation, please. Harry then escorts you down to the cockpit where the crew has already started to move the body into a cold cooler so that they can actually get the ship going again. Now that the party is back together, what would you guys like to do? It is at this point, probably close to lunchtime for you guys. The Fibulous will share everything that he discovered with the rest of the party. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll have a round robin of what was discovered, new clues, and then the discussion of operations on what Clyde and I had come up with and had the crew uh, agree in operations of gathering ye folk and questioning them. That sounds like a plan. Um, I don't mind doing the rooms. I was thinking about watching the people and letting Clyde question them. He has the better senses with lies <laughs> and evil. He can always tie a rope to him. Can we tie a rope to all the people? What is you guys' fascination with the rope? How did I get thrown in with a bunch of bondage bunnies? Well, you'll find out soon. <laughs> it started in the cursed swamp, you see. You'll find out soon enough. You gotta catch me first. Matt, it won't be too hard. But yeah, um, don't let him tie you to him. That's how Defibulous went for a ride. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It kind of looks like a good ride if you take the armor off. The eyebrow raises. <laughs> Delilah's just gonna have this wide-eyed, I don't know what's going on look, and look at Defibulous. So is our plan approved? Uh, sure. I'm a little confused what's going on here. Oh, honey, don't worry about it. I know his rope is involved and it concerns me. As long as we're not back in the cursed swamp, I'm happy. As we broke the GM! Okay, I'm fine. It's fair. Blinded sure you are. by the light. Ugh. Aren't you the light? Exactly. Oh. Okay. So... It is lunchtime for you guys. And do you guys want to eat lunch first, or do you want to enact this strange search? I think um, we should kind of do it simo, because that gives us a whole lot more time to search if everybody's up there eating lunch at the same time. Yeah, can we? She'll look at the crew going, can we create a false something-something that makes everybody come up here and keeps them entertained? And then we announce to them while they're there, after they've eaten, going, Oh, you're not allowed to go back to your rooms yet. Harry looks at the engineer and the navigator and the first mate, and he goes, Well, there we have a couple of really interesting pieces from some bards from a couple cities that we discussed as a special gift to the people who are purchasing as a, a you know, bonus of... You can purchase us, and we actually have the rights to this music. Uh, I can 
talked to people about having them all that we've decided to play the music early and do it for a lunch special. I don't care what the idea is. I'm just trying to get everybody up here and entertained for a little while to buy us some time before, you know, making them angry at us. He nods. He goes, well, I can definitely get the word out that we're doing a special lunch and that everyone is invited. I We can't technically force them to come, but most people when the luxury liners like us do something special people tend to like to come up we might also do like double payout on the tables that that also tends to get people to go where we want them yeah let's try and do whatever we can to voluntarily get everybody up here okay how do you feel about that looking at clyde defibulous Fay? sounds good to me well, we should definitely give it a shot and if we luck out and get everybody up here I say, let's start. I suspect you're going to have a harder time getting the uh, the collector up, but... Uh, he just stays in his room as long as we just keep an eye on him never leaving his room. If, if he's never left his room, then I'm really not worried about him. But there are ways to uh, get a quick search of his room and see if anything's wrong. Alright, so we won't worry about him exactly and everybody else? As long as we can confirm that he was in his cabin all night. Yeah. Do we have blueprints of the Zeppelin? I would imagine that there's a floor plan. Yes, there is a floor plan. In fact, while you all have been talking, Terry went ahead and drew up some information for you guys. Ooh. You guys, if anyone has actually been watching the, uh, the elf mail or listened to Terry at all, he did make note of he believes that the elf uh, male that is bidding for the Murdoch is sleeping with the female, the human female. Yeah, in which Kalila will bring up that fun, awkward conversation. Now that it seems relevant that uh, the whole, hey, Terry's a boat of information about like whatever's going on, uh, by the way, Clyde and Faye and Fibulous, uh, of the drama that's going on between the elf couple and the human mistress she was here and talking to me about a lot of things and pretty much recapped the conversation she had day one with what happened so that way they understand those three are something she doesn't know exactly what a mess they call a mess yes this is a uh, actual like drawn out or this is an actual like printed out and he scribbled on everything for you so so you guys head upstairs or are you waiting down here um well i'm pretty sure since clyde says he's on question duty faye says that she's on search the room duty she'll look at the fibulous going you want to come socialize and listen to the drama upstairs and ask questions or do you want to help faye uh, hmm. do we want you and i upstairs watching and listening to everybody or do you we only want one while think, the other one helps search. I think two people upstairs is a good idea. And you've got keen hearing and people just don't notice me when I'm there. Alright, so you and I are upstairs? Yeah. Hey, Terry. Yes, sir. How much is a, was the captain originally selling this boat for anyway? Terry looks at the others and goes, Well, all stock-owning crew members were offered 100 platinum for their share. 
unless they decided to stay on as retainers, then we were given 50 platinum to go. Because the now, did the captain hold the majority of the shares on the boat? No, it is split evenly between the first mate, the engineer, the navigator, and the captain. I am on retainer and, uh, as part of the crew, same with the chef. We are subcontractors and we can come and go as we please. I have chosen to stay aboard the Murdoch because I enjoy the facilities as well as the travel. I was offered 10 platinum to stay on board as a retainer fee and then I would be paid per flight to platinum. Nice. Now here's a stupid question. Could the captain just like fire you all and then just reap the benefit of selling the boat to, by himself? No, because he technically isn't the owner. All all sales and purchases and stuff like that need to be through all four of them. Gotcha. Alright, that's all I have. So are you guys heading up to the casino floor or do you have any more questions? Lila will head up to the casino floor. Okay. Because she's figuring also Terry's going to be coming up. Or no, wait. He, Terry's staying down to watch with uh, Clyde or Faye. Mm -hmm. uh, he, Terry's will be going with Faye. With Faye. Okay. Yeah, she'll head up. Defibius will follow. Oh, she will actually also leave Hugin with uh, Clyde or Faye and let them know if they need her to send Hugin up. Well, I think Clyde's going up to the casino floor to do the questioning. Mm, nope, I am not. Yeah, he's oh. staying down downstairs to do the questioning. Okay. The only two who are upstairs is me and Defibulous. Um, she's going to leave Hugin with uh, Clyde or Faye. Mm -hmm. And that way, if they need, she's letting him know, I can see through Hugin's eyes. So if you need to show me something, just send Hugin up. He'll come back down and I'll see it. As you head upstairs, you hear a chime from overhead. Then Terry's voice rings out. Ladies and gentlemen, please report to the casino floor. We have a very special gift for you as our esteemed travelers. We have a set of music by one of the most famous bards in the desert plains. This will be done during lunch as we have also put down our main roast. It will be all you can eat, and casino payouts will be doubled. Thank you. You hear the chimes again. And the speaker clicks off. Lila will wait upstairs and do head counts. As you watch, you see the elf couple with the human right behind. You see Baka Baklava walking upstairs with a fancy cane in his hand. You also see the halfling gambler walking up next to him as they talk of different types of wines. Kalila, I need a intelligence check. All right. Straight in. Straight in. Twelve. You feel someone walk past you. You see a dark gray, almost black cloak figure walk to the bar and sit down. He taps the bar twice and a clockwork robot hands out hands him three bottles you see him pop the cork of one and begin to drink ah kalila's gonna guess that that might be the collector right 
Because she he that's the only person she hasn't come across yet, right? Correct. Well, you might not know, um, because his face is covered. Oh, that's fair, but she'll nudge Defibulous. You also yeah. notice the dwarf merchant walking upstairs. She'll point them out to Defibulous. Defibulous. Yes. I need an int check. Seventeen. You feel like you've seen the collector before, but you can't exactly place where. He's gonna kind of like look at him, squint, and kind of tilt his head to the side. Say, I, I think I've seen him before. In your dreams. She'll look a little surprised and look back and kind of do the whole tilt her head to the side a little bit and see if she can get a better look at him. Check. I rolled the same. Am I allowed to roll to see where I've seen him before? Yeah, because she's asking, going, where? He just looks like a guy in a cloak. Yeah, um, the Fabulous give me an int check. Dirty 20. With a dirty 20, you stare at him for a long, long moment. Then it strikes you. He is one of the survivors from Hold's Keep. Fabulous, oh, I remember him now. Who is he? He's one of the survivors from Hold's Keep. Lala is going to suddenly pause and like rewind in her brain where he might be and try and take another another whack to see if she recognizes him. Go ahead. How about a 15? As you stare and think about it, you can't place the face. You can't even place his figure. He feels like he is just every human you have ever passed, every male human. The thing that you remember is he offered you his drink, but you cannot remember what was in the drink. You don't remember drinking it either. You just remember him setting it down and walking off. She's not gonna dwell too long because she does need to pay attention to the people coming in and what they're doing and listening, but she's gonna kind of like file it in her back pocket so while she's walking around, you know, take a take a sniff or take a, a, a glance. But so she's not forgetting about it, but she's moving on mm-hmm. with a I'm going to keep an eye on him. Okay. As this strange music starts to play over the PA and gambling seems to pick up in a fervor where everyone is gambling away. We are going to end this episode here. Well, 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 me friends. It seems as if Clyde has taken it upon himself to be the one who asks all the questions. And with Faye by his side, keeping her eyes and ears open, and Kalila and Defibulous left alone in a casino, let's just hope Defibulous doesn't decide to set anything ablaze. For one murder must be solved, because time is of the essence. And until next time, me friends, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, 
as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 